Hello, wonderful listeners, and welcome back to the fifth episode of the Minds Never Matter podcast. We, of course, are real play, real play D&D podcast, where we follow our four adventurers as they take on the perils of the adventuring college. I, of course, am your DM, which we decided stands for Dean of Magic, and I am the creator of this story. Once again, my lovely friends have decided to follow along on this journey. Hi, my name's Anna, probably. Uh, I play Amelia, and today we're going to talk about our characters' favorite songs. And I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant for a second. Uh, so I think Amelia's favorite song would be Kamisato by Panic at the Disco from their album, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Awesome, uh, and for the, uninformed, for the Uninformed, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out is an album that is heavily influenced by transgressive fiction. Um, think like Fight Club, American Psycho, those types of novels. So very heavy emphasis on like characters breaking away from societal norms that they're forced into, right? Boxes. So Kamisato is a song that was written by Ryan Ross. Um, he is dearly missed. Panic the Disco really fell apart without him. Anyway, um, detailing his... Um, sort of father's constant relapse into um, substance abuse and how he never got better. It's a very aggressive song about being very unforgiving on um, the inability to, uh, his father's inability to deal with his problems. And the song depicts sort of his anger um, and these very vivid descriptions. Um, and I think, I think Amelia would really jive with that. Uh, she would also definitely listen to Superstar by Toybox. Well, hi, everyone. My name is Nick Tavanese. I'm playing Sarthelian Grey. Uh, and the song I picked for Sarthelian uh, is called uh, Children in the Dark by Aviva. And I don't want to talk about it too much because for anyone who ever goes and listens to it, it'll probably talk about way too much stuff about his backstory without talking about anything in his backstory. But yeah, it's about being lied to a lot. <clears throat> uh, and what you do after somebody lies to you a lot and pretends that they don't. Hello, everybody. I'm Aaron Owens. I'm playing Pogo Stardust, the hardworking barbarian who's doing his best to become a wizard. I'm going to go with Numb by Linkin Park, because like Pogo, uh, I haven't grown my music taste since middle school. And it's uh, edgy and I love it and it's perfect. Pogo is very happy and cheerful but it, it cuts deep inside him. Pogo would totally be like a teddy bear metalhead. Absolutely. Oh, He'd be the person in the mosh pit who's like, alright guys, can, can give this person a little bit of space. He's the person <laughs> in the mosh pit that protects the person who's it's their first time in the mosh pit. Mm-hmm. 100%. Alrighty. Um, hello everybody. My name is Taylor Murchie. I play Cecily Belgriam, the light cleric. Um, and her, like, theme song i guess would be creature by half alive i just the talking about um like being a creation of somebody and also having to come to terms with that and just like i i, I like the nuance of that song and i think it fits her very well um also smile by uncle cracker yeah that checks out <laughs> <laughs> Anything by Uncle Cracker. If it's got Uncle Cracker's vibes, probably. <laughs> Hell yeah. Everything is all right. And with that, let's get our adventure started with episode five. <laughs> 
if you give a kid a hand axe. So last we left off, we had found out that some students were missing. We also got some dating advice. Didn't get to use that dating advice. Sarthelion had a nice little nap. He was also princess carried by the wonderful Amelia into her room that she shares with her fiance. Yeah, he was. Sarthelion was single-handedly baby-girled by Amelia. Exactly. Worse than plan B. (laughs) With that, they discussed their next plans with Cecily deducing that the letter had to be about her and the party can now feel free to continue discussing inside the room what their next steps will be question did we take a short rest in between or while we've been in here or no you could have a short rest cool that means i'm at full hp cecily has a question noah has an answer um so you said that the room was like rans quote-unquote ransacked but not like destroyed or wrecked like there was nothing like no furniture pushed over no like things broken it was just kind of lightly tussled i guess it it was there were like a couple it was hmm because i can't remember what i put in the other episode (laughs) uh but and when i'm thinking of it now there's like a little bit of kind of things pushed around but it's not like what you saw when you did the investigation class where it was overturned where there were broken glasses everywhere where there was red stains all over the place okay cecily's going to pose something to the group um y'all did you see i mean you've all seen jeff right he's pretty large um i don't know something's not sitting right with me there's something about that room not being all that wrecked up and most of the potion being sp- spilled on the floor. I mean, I how would they get a fully grown bugbear? Uh one to knock him out and two drag him supposedly after knocking him out either out the window or through the doors without being noticed. What is that? Uh... I mean, you're the you're the sneak of all of us. How would you do it? Well, there are many ways to move somebody they don't exactly have to be in their original form i i assume you've all heard of bags of holding people can go in them they can fit in them but bags of Uh, holding they'll kill somebody there's no air it's a pocket of the astral plane maybe they didn't need him maybe they just needed something he had but i mean the note i mean it's obvious they're trying to lure me somewhere and if we they already killed him off the minute we get there i mean that's not very smart but who's saying they're smart i just you don't know that he's dead or not and to be frank you are a nice person and nice people want to save people in danger as far as i'm understanding you would go whether you know he's alive or not just to make sure if he was alive or not and in terms of him being a fully grown bugbear and being knocked out i don't even know what it's like to sleep I just found out. I've never done it in my life. And a single drop put me to sleep. Who said that he had to ingest it? Could it be put on a blade? I don't know if it is a topical poison, only consumable. A single drop in his mouth. If he's an open mouth sleeper, he would have stayed sleeping forever. Um, also, I don't think we're going to have any easy answers here. 
I think we're going to have to actually show up, go to that place and find out. I don't like not having answers. I think the biggest question we have to ask ourselves at the moment is we have a lot of information, informations that we should not know, informations that we took from the police. They don't have that note. They don't know what the potion does. We do. We know what they want, but no one else does. Do we tell other people? Well, there are Amelia looks at Frederick. <laughs> He's fine. He's fine. I don't know him. You've been awful quiet. You're not going to tell anybody, are you? Uh, me? No, no. I. And no, I wouldn't. Insight, insight check. check. Insight check insight. immediately. Oh, uh, you know what? You know what? She's she's distracted. Um, her insight right I now is a seven. Am I 14. It's a solid I... seven. A strong you know seven. I'm proficient. I am proficient in insight. Okay. So is, so is, so is Cecily. <laughs> 19. Okay. Wow, so Cecily knows my own fiance better than I do. <laughs> so you knows see that he caught do. himself from saying something along the lines of, I will do whatever Amelia wants to do. Can I so just that, say, oh, out of character, I don't trust this man one inch at oh, all. Oh, we know. I, I, I know. still don't trust so, this man. Me and me and Taylor had a very long conversation about this exact thing. Mm-hmm. I have theories. I have theories, and my theories have theories. I have a whole Pepe Sylvia-like board about it. Just for Frederick. Just for Frederick. Well, not just for Frederick. Frederick and other things. But I'm going to keep my theories to myself. Maybe the listeners will follow along with me. <laughs> You make a uh, Pepe Sylvia board and then send it to us on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Sarthalian will give a little like raised eyebrow uh, to Frederick. And I'll kind of look at him for a little while, like not long, maybe like 15 seconds, just like not break an eye contact. That's a long time to just not make break it... eye contact. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he, he wants to make him uncomfortable for a little bit to see if he can like, because he knows he's most likely lying. So he kind of wants to just maybe... like... Maybe Sarthelian's love interest is Frederick. Maybe, Maybe that's what's happening right now. Yeah, no, it was a is very there, is that intimate what the rest eye contact. Of us see in this room is just intense. Like, like, if you gaze into somebody's eyes for a, for a solid minute, then you'll fall. There's a little lip bite in there, and nobody else saw. <laughs> He's just on the bed, lays back, and just kind of stares at him <laughs> intensely. At he is on Frederick's side of the bed. Exactly. So you so you're kind of staring him down and he just stares back, not really breaking eye contact. It's like a modicum of respect out of that then. Like okay. that he uh he's he's sticking true to what he's what he's saying. Sarthalian will uh will turn to Amelia. Do you trust him? Enough. <laughs> Enough. Enough. More or less oh. than me. <laughs> She kind of holds up her hands. <laughs> She's like weighing her hands. <laughs> What's Frederick's response to that? Uh, you you can. He kind of has a slight smirk from a little bit of the hesitation between him trusting him or the party member. If you want to insight that, you can. Oh, I, I yeah. absolutely do. I would love to, even though I have a 14. negative insight score. Six. That's uh, a ten. Okay. I 
I don't know if I want to do this. Uh, no, I'll just stick with the <laughs> do six. It, do it, do it, do uh, it, do the thing, do the thing. You want to do it? I guess it doesn't matter if it fails, so uh, I'll use a I'll use a psionic energy dice to try to succeed. Okay. Damn. <laughs> All right. Damn. Bring it out. Bring it out the psionic energy in the first, just to get some. Okay. So lore it's on an Frederick. eleven. It's an eleven, and an I need 11. to know if that's a success or a fail. Okay. Uh, what did everyone else get? Fourteen. I got a ten. Six. We'll say eleven and fourteen can do it. Okay. With the psionic, and you're you're getting a little extra. You haven't broke eye contact really with this man. This smirk is even though he's you see he's kind of had this change of heart. You can also see that he can't just help feeling like he won one over on you. He saw you being carried in by Amelia. He That's still his fiance, and he's kind of like, all right, well, what's going on here? And then she has this hesitation, and he's like, okay, I one point for Frederick. <laughs> oh, boy. Cecily's going to lean over to Amelia while still staring at Frederick and say, are you sure he's old enough to be here? Because he does, in fact, act like a child. He is sheltered. This he's actually man. six months older than me. Oh, this poor man. Bless your heart, darling. So I thought he was going to keep to himself. He's He's got ammo. He just got he... ammo on Frederick. Oh, you got to fire it, though. Ooh. How do I want to play this? And Cecily's Frederick, just staring at Frederick while while Frederick talking. Frederick is Amelia. definitely staring some daggers back at you because he heard what you said on a natural twenty on the little baby dice I have, where he just and he's just kind of staring daggers at you, and he stands up, and he steps right in front of Amelia, looks her in the eyes, and he just goes, "I think I'm going to go for a walk. You guys figure out what you need." And um, before you can really hey. respond, he's out. Well, I was going to try and stop him, but obviously his ego um, is working in front of his brain at the moment. He's going to go to the nurse. His poor baby ego is bruised. <laughs> you hear soft crying from behind the door. <laughs> why, why don't they like me? <laughs> if, I, if I open the door, is he out there? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's given you a respectful distance, but you can see he's sitting in the hallway kind of... <laughs> Just staring at the wall. <laughs> do you want do you want to be included in, in the strategizing? Do you have any insight on this? I mean my family's all brute force, as you're aware. I you know, if if it's gonna put you in harm's way, I feel like I should at least be a part of it. Be a part of the planning, be a part of trying to keep you safe. I I I know we've had our differences, but after everything that happened that night, I. Not <sighs> <laughs> Nick, like, waggling his dice around. <laughs> and he sees Sertholian. Sertholian, are you tra- trying to listen in on this? I mean, like, passively. Like, I'm not like, huh? I was like, do you just see Sertholian's <laughs> head just kind of outside the door? No, like I'll attempt to hear what I can hear, but okay. not Amelia. Not, how like, far out did you go? Are you kind of just yelling down the hall? <laughs> oh, dude, she's like standing in the doorway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, he he just yeah after after everything that happened that night, and I and then he realized he stops himself, realizing <laughs> where you are with a cocked hand for Sartellian. Um, 
and he he's just kind of going to motion you over. She'll she'll walk over. She'll sit down next to him. They have a little meeting. Okay. Hallway. Hallway. Did a they meeting. hear the thing about the the other night? Yeah, that's why he stopped himself because then he realized where he was at in yelling. Not like yelling, but talking okay. loud enough that people inside the room could hear. Because they don't know about that. You all don't know about that. But all we heard is something, something, the thing last night. <laughs> and that's with you and your fiance, so. And Cecily is not a, is not a very happy there. that he knows about something that happened last night and you are injured and he's been a dickhole this whole time. So she's going to have some words oh, because God. she is making this assumptions. Is a mess. I feel bad. I want to give Nick a roll because he was so ready, but I don't know. <laughs> you do what you got to do, man. You do whatever you got to do. Okay. I'm just here. So, Sarthelian's going to start coming up with some way to bullshit this and listen to the whole conversation. He's going to stick himself in a bag of holding and throw the bag of holding. <laughs> You're going to have a secret listening device. It's actually just a really, really small bird. Um, no, no, make it a bug. You're right. It's a small bug that you can stick in your ear. Oh, they bugged the room. But um, like that hasn't Hilarious. been made a million times. Um, but Amelia, so you go and sit with Sarthelion. With not with, Sarthelion, uh, Frederick, yes. Frederick. Long names, and he just he looks at you and he's like that. It that's my fault. And he goes, I know we I mean... we joke, and yeah, I was mad at you for everything that happened, but. I still care about you. I mean, technically speaking, the whole branding thing would have happened either way. You just kind of sped it up by complaining to my father. But I'm willing to let that be water under the bridge. I don't, I really don't care that much anymore. Well, I did something really cool in the coffee shop. I think I made a frog piss himself. <laughs> and his eyes kind of bright up, <laughs> brighten up. And he goes, you made someone piss themselves? I think I did. That's amazing. Do you remember when we were little kids and you made so many of the kids in our grade piss themselves? Oh, yeah. All the time because they kept beating you up. Well, yeah. And they were all weebs and like ran with arms behind their back. <laughs> and I don't know what a I... weeb is, but yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, it was revenge against the weebs. Yeah. So they're like the kids who, who watch that. Oh, those shows. They're, they're like stylized cartoons. And, My and, parents and they, didn't let me watch cartoons. <laughs> mine didn't either, but and that's why I didn't know how to pronounce the guy, the main character's name, and they were bullying me for it. This is Noah bringing his own personal trauma. <laughs> I would never, I would never do that. To a therapy D&D for campaign. all of us, Noah. You let it out. <laughs> and he's like, I, I'm glad that you didn't lose that skill. Um, well, if anything, it's stronger now. So. All I'm saying is, don't make me angry, um, or else I'll make you piss yourself. Anyway, look, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest with you here. She kind of like lowers her voice because she knows that her party members are little peeping toms, respectfully. Um, and she says, "Do you remember the bugbear that you sort of dramatically shoved the clipboard into?" Yeah. What about him? So he's the student that went missing and, you know, 
being a child of the police, I pulled some strings, so we did a little espionage investigation, um, and it seems pretty bad, like a really powerful sleeping potion that can put an elf to sleep. That kind of bad? I don't know what somebody with that kind of ability would want with, you know, someone like Jeffrey Cook, but they've taken him to this, these coordinates that we have somehow stumbled our way into deciphering, and I think we'll have to go take care of it. Okay. Otherwise, Cecily's going to run in there alone. <clears throat> okay. Uh, is is there anything I can do to help? I, I mean, I can pull, I can get my parents to pull some strings to, to get you guys transportation to these coordinates. Uh. I mean, I, I could see if we knew any. Need to be... Well, see, I think that the thing is, is I think they want, um, Cecily, the cleric girl. I think they want her to go alone. It's like a weird ransom situation. I don't understand it. All I know is, is that my parents shouldn't find out about this unless it goes particularly well, and I can use it to make myself look really good in the media. Okay. Well. Um, I could stay here and kind of cover for you. I, I do a pretty good Amelia impression if they call. Oh, I, have I heard it before? Have you done this like to mock me and now you're sort of bringing it back as a way to compliment? What is this? What is this now? Yeah, you know, I don't to? feel super comfortable doing it in front of you if we're being honest. Because, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's still a work in progress, but I'll, I'll work on it while you're gone. He's got performance and, anxiety. Uh -huh. And at, at, <laughs> and at at least you know it's not you who they want. So if things go wrong, you can you can leave. But I, mean, I, I can definitely hold down keeping look, keeping this from your parents. If it's, if it's between you and me, it seems a little bit weird that a kidnapping took place and it wasn't nobility that was taken, right? I mean, why? I mean, no, I have nothing against the common bloods, but like, why? some random head of cooking club and not like one of us right i mean they would have been able to get so much more money out of one of us probably okay because i was like literally as soon as you said that a kid got kidnapped i was thinking the exact same thing like why wasn't one of us not that i want to be kidnapped but right. I, I would lie if i wasn't a little hurt <laughs> yeah i mean we totally would have been able to like fight them off but like it's a little bit weird isn't it yeah and i mean even the big guy could have been kidnapped but right? Cecily? Well, see, I think I think the reason that the big one didn't get taken, I don't know if you knew this, but he, he's actually a member of the Stardust family. And he goes, he's a part of the Stardust? Yeah. I guess, like, it's one of those things where, like, it, it's probably what would happen if, like, my parents had another kid and, like, they were somehow a little bit better than me. And they just would have hidden me away from the world. Something like that. Um, oh, no. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But I think we could use that information to our advantage because, as you know, my mother is pretty close to the Stardust. And if they know that we now know that they have a son, that could be really good for us down the road. Um, but that's neither here nor there. I'm just thinking ahead, you know, because eventually uh, you and I will have to completely take over Divi Totem. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um. That is, in fact, very here and very there. <laughs> in fact, that's well, where we are you know, of... currently. We are actually here uh, and there. 
he just he kind of thinks about what you said and he's like you know out of all all your group members the big guy's probably my favorite he's the only one that doesn't just hasn't been giving me bad vibes and staring me down the entire time i mean you know frederick to be fair in every social situation where you've been present you've sort of made yourself look like an ass i deserve that um yeah i i'm trying i'm i'm trying to be better for us i appreciate that um but you know first impressions are sort of a big deal we were taught that when we were kids we're nobility um anyway if you could um like i said earlier just make sure everybody thinks somebody disguised themselves as me to take advantage of the system um i never went into a crime scene you didn't see me there in fact frederick you saw me um go to pick up coffee and some pastries i brought them back here for us and i was recovering okay i was recovering from my family ceremony yesterday okay that is the story that we're working with if my father asks i have been here with you all day and if he comes here to see where i am tell him that i went to the library to study and that i was planning to i don't know go practice something for cheerleading club okay so you went you went to go get coffee and scones you're currently yes. at the library and you're practicing cheerleading exactly i don't think my mother will make the effort to actually come and see me because quite frankly i don't think she cares that much but my father does really care to make sure that I keep up with this whole oath thing. Um, so, to benefit all of us, um, I am doing this for the greater future of our families and Divi Totem, um, and you never saw me investigate a crime scene, and if it does turn out that we find the bugbear, he's alive and well, we make it seem like I was the hero of the story, okay? Yeah, no, that sounds, that, gosh, you were so smart. <laughs> Thank you, she kind of waves her hand um he he grab when he says you're so smart he grabs your hand and squeezes it just a little bit um amelia does not know how to feel about a physical touch uh <laughs> can you also roll me a quick perception check and then aaron i want to hear what you were gonna say oh um while uh frederick was complimenting pogo pogo was currently holding a map completely like the wrong way trying to mark down the best way to get from where we are currently to where those coordinates are. <laughs> no, 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 it's the it's the, it's the other way. Darn you turn it around. What? So, and then he just like kind of like folds it a little bit like here. Uh, no, no, no. I want the we're you going to keep turning it until it turns into a little folded dragon. <laughs> Do oh, I have to roll for that, good. or is that just something that's gonna happen? <laughs> we need that. that. See, Sarfelli, that's how you do it. You should learn from the creases. They they whoop the skin. I honestly don't even know how it happened, man. It just, it just felt so natural. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been doing it my for forever, so it's it's pretty easy for me. Sarfalian, Sarfalian couldn't manage it. I, yeah. Know. By the way, I've been trying to listen to everything they've been saying. <laughs> How's that been going for you, by the way? I don't know. Um, I rolled an eighteen perception, by the way. Oh man, I set it at a high DC, and you just matched it. You see, kind of at his neckline, almost like he's been trying to hide it, some bandage wrappings. Oh, that's weird. I have an overwhelming temptation to, like, tear off his clothes, and not in a fun <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> Can I touch them? Um, 
he is his shirt like a little unbuttoned is it like a little moment he kind of has like the high waist or yeah you, you know what he's wearing like a flannel and it's pretty open like deep like three buttons now of course he'd wear a flannel it was the first button down that came to mind the fuck is wrong with flannels <laughs> Hey, um, great. They're like bougie flannels too. Like people who are trying to look like lumblejacks but have never done a physical labor in their life. Oh yeah, totally fits the vibe. Uh Neely's just gonna like stick her hand down a shirt. What is tact? I don't know. <laughs> I, apparently he doesn't know either. He uh he he like squeezed your hand and all of a sudden your hand is down his shirt. And we are in the hallway, by the way. <laughs> yeah, he goes. Amelia, Amelia, we are in the hallway. What is this? So it's it's kind of like wrapped to cover his back. So it's wrapped just below where uh, his chest is. So the buttons don't reach to the that wrapping, but you feel them. And then it's wrapped up around his back and across his shoulders. So he's trying to hide it as well. Huh. Um, he goes, it's uh, it's nothing. It's a new it's a new fashion choice that's been going around. It's called bandage wrapping. You are such an idiot. She's going to forcefully drag him back into the room and take off his shirt. <laughs> in front of the party. Just the three yeah. stooges sitting can there I like, see how oh. much I? Can I see how much I heard, though, like of what they were saying? Do it with disadvantage because you guys were folding a map. Okay. <laughs> what am I rolling? Perception? Pogo's going to cover his eyes. Okay. Just hand, both hands over the eyes. Hands over the eyes. Nestle's also going to cover one of Pogo's eyes. <laughs> uh, I'm rolling the shortest uh, one covering off. the tall man's eyes. What are you rolling? Uh, perception, I think, right? Yeah, perception. That face Nine. didn't bode well. You were so upset that Pogo could fold <laughs> without trying a map into a dragon that you you were like trying to, once you unfolded the map, you were trying to follow the creases to see if you could figure out how he did it. Did you figure it out? I could use a side dice, but I'm not gonna. I was, I was <laughs> hoping that Sarthelion would hear the thing about uh, conquering Divi Totem. Yeah, that was wild. Thing. There's plenty of time Amelia for you to talk about your conquest like, plans. I could fucking, Wait, I could roll I the side dice. I could use another score. side dice. <laughs> I've got a negative wisdom score. Um, I'm not the best at hiding shit. Okay, so was Amelia trying to hide it? She was like, I mean, you know... Okay. There's no one in the hallway, so surely nobody's listening, right? <laughs> Retcon the disadvantage and just roll me a new perception check. Just straight perception. Six? Sartelian? We were not <laughs> meant to hear about this. Sartelian was really upset that he couldn't make the fucking dragon. <laughs> the dice has spoken, and we will honor the dice. Uh, you do not hear this conquest talk in the middle of the hallway. Um, Did that help my pain succeed at all? On my on my brand, did that help me at all? That I'm recognizing my purpose. Yes, you feel another one of your brands start to to soothe as you were talking and saying, "I want to conquer Divi Totem." Okay, <laughs> let's go. What? <laughs> uh, so you, yeah, you walk in, or you drag Frederick in, rip off his shirt. And you see that his entire like back is covered in bandages. Should we come back another time? What is and going on? Frederick immediately goes, "Yes, please up. come back at another help? time." No, you three, you zip. She like does the zip mouth thing. She points at the other three. She's like, "You three, keep doing what you're doing." And she's gonna start taking the band aids off. 
Sisley's <laughs> covering Pogo's eye. Frederick grabs your hands, like not hard. Pogo's gonna switch to cover yours. <laughs> <laughs> She's peeking. <laughs> and Sarthelion just Sarthelion has to fend for himself. Um, Is she still on the bed? He's watching. I'm just sitting down on the bed. Yeah. He's watching. Um, I can move. Do you need me to move? Stay. Frederick takes your hands, like, kind of by the wrist, but gently, and he holds them, like, near his chest and looks you in the eyes once again, and you can see pleading in his eyes, and he's just like, please don't do this now. I demand you tell me what you did. And he lets go of your hands, if that's really what you want. And he starts removing the bandages. Mm-hmm. And as they start to fall away, you start to see brandings of his own. Oh, Are they legible? Can I read them? Are they words? Or is it just shapes? They're shapes just like what yours were, but they're bigger. And there's a couple extra ones that are down further on his back as well that you don't recognize. Hmm. Can I roll something? Sure, go ahead and roll history. Cecily looks over to Sarthelion and just says, "This is a this is a very romantic and intimate moment, straight from some one of them one of them novels, huh?" I don't exactly think that's what they're going for. Well, either way, it's a little entertaining. I can't keep my eyes off. I rolled quite well. Of course, um, you did. In fact, I rolled a twenty-one. And so you can see the Von Vespera crest and the same kind of three. They're much larger than what yours were, much harder to hide, which is why he had such large bandages. And the two lower ones, from reading history and kind of knowing the Von Vesperas, uh, you know that one brand is to represent and hold him to doing whatever needs to be done to make this family prosper. And then the other one is become who we want you to be. I don't like either of these families. They're very rude people. He's a um, he's been forcefully assigned the role of male wife. I see. <laughs> if you you can either talk to him about why the change, or you can roll insight. Um, I think I think I'll do an insight check. Uh, I think I rolled a seven, and I'm just gonna <laughs> take the L. Okay. I I don't know. Would you be kind of shocked from seeing this? Um, I think she would be kind of surprised. Um, just because her own perception of the Von Vespera family is that they're a little bit more lax than her own. So she would be a little bit surprised, but at the same time, she understands that they have both been assigned a much higher purpose than what is typically expected of some noble families. So I think she would also sort of just leave it at this point. Like, she's kind of realized, like, Oh boy, I've overstepped a boundary again. Oopsie. And leave it alone. Yeah, you you see hurt in this man's eyes. Like you you've seen him hurt before, but you almost see a look of betrayal. You can kind of tell from the redness that this would have happened the same night yours did. And if you remember, he helped you with your wounds and slept by you. And held your hand, but he had the on same the wounds. Floor. On yeah. the floor. Ugh. And you, Ugh. you... I guess she feels bad. He looks at you, notices that you feel bad, takes a breath, and he smiles at you. 
and he goes it's okay we you know where i made mistakes too word got back to my family and it showed me that no one else will understand what i go through like you will and it's made me realize how stupid i've been to not and his voice starts to crack a little bit he's like i've wasted all these years i know why you did what you did i don't agree with it but we, we don't we don't have to talk about that um amelia is not good with commitment or difficult conversations and she kind of starts to shut this conversation down she's like we don't have to talk about that we shouldn't discuss this right now um i have friends over uh we'll 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 touch on this another time put your shirt back on hey gang let's head out and before he's like really he's like i i can't quite put it on without um bandages and he turns to cecily and he goes cecily would you help me sit down let me help you and she pulls out also like a burn salve from her little medical kit great yeah i say we will go through that you see he, he kind of like flinches every once in a while but he's trying to hold strong and once you finish he he looks at you and he just he says thank you and then he goes over to pogo and he goes <laughs> he just gives you a hug <laughs> he doesn't say anything he just gives you a hug Pogo is not going to give him a big squeeze because of the the marks on his back. He's going to just kind of pat his head. I'm sorry, big guy. And he's going to walk over to Sarthelion and he's going to hold out a hand. You would do better to throw rocks at a mountain. (laughs) Thank you for that unflinching spirit, Sarthelion. You see a microbe of respect for you. Can I try something? And if this would be in my vein of knowledge, um, because I don't know, I don't know who Frederick is. I don't know what family he belongs to. Right. Um, Sarthelion having worked in Alona before, could I make some kind of check to see if I could recognize what family he's from by the brands on his back? Yeah, roll it with advantage, because I think they're a pretty big family and you were part of a pretty big crime syndicate kind of of sorts um um what am i rolling history uh let's do history yeah okay 13 okay so you know about the von vesperas and you know that they're tied with the victisolis but you don't have a lot of in-depth knowledge about them or kind of what they're about mm-hmm. but i know that they're like a noble family and they're yeah like you know that they are the political very powerful and- Okay. And he, he puts his hand away and he kind of walks over, puts his shirt back on, buttons it up. He he kind of sits back over where he was, kind of like leans up against the wall or the desk and he just crosses his arms and he's like, I will do whatever you guys need me to do to help. This is either a really sudden, really remarkable redemption arc or there is something terribly fishy going on. He's an absolute fucking liar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, 100%. Don't trust this man in What? What? <laughs> oh, po- Pogo likes him just fine. But... Sardellian hates no. his guts. Yeah, Sardellian kind of feels bad for him, you... but like... Sh- I... Listen, when it comes to the cheerleader party, he's not going to be invited. And everyone else will He be. is a cheerleader. 
He is. Yeah. And he's not even going to be invited. He, was not, he wasn't invited, was he? Captain hates him. City Captain is like Europe. Mm. No, because no, she remember, was like, you better free. talking one on one. Here's here's what's here's what's fucking fishy, gang. Okay, he was still whispering one on one with the cheer captain the day that I got branded. Don't trust this man at all. That's the frat I brand. Roll insight checks, or we can just move on. You all can keep your little thoughts to yourself. I I want to roll. Cecily wants to roll an insight check because she. First hand witness this guy being a big baby child, and mm. she and now he's all like, "Please help me!" And so she wants to know: Is this man just like a child, and should she just feel sad, or is he just like kind of a dickhole? Okay, man, child. That is a thirteen plus four, so a seventeen. Seventeen. Um, he asked for your help instead of Amelia's because he is trying to rectify everything that's been going on. He he knows no one trusts him. And with a 17, you can tell that he doesn't blame you for not trusting him. He was a shithead. He probably is still a shithead. Who knows? So he asked for your help to start that open line of communication. All right. Hmm. Aaron's just shaking his head. Aaron and I are on completely the same wavelength right now. Yeah, no. (laughs) Pogo... Pogo has not really picked up on a lot of I can make nice characters. Not everything is trauma. You can't make him the biggest dick in existence. (laughs) And then like two episodes later be like, he's so remorseful. I just want you to know he was not the biggest dick. Him and Amelia. He Okay. He had reason to not like Amelia. Like there is whole ass things. Listen, I don't know the backstories. All I know is he's a jerk. That's fair. Listen, all you I know, know is that if Sarthelion got branded, he wouldn't me. start going to bake sales. Like, also, Pogo's a little confused because his his family doesn't brand people, as That's far as fair. he's aware. And there's now two noble families that are branding people, and it's just kind of weird. Do you think you're next? <laughs> Either that, or no, you I'm weren't for my sister. To brand, you didn't earn it. Stop! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look, look, look. I'm just a goofy little silly little guy. (laughs) You can't hit me. It's my birthday. I'm just a silly little guy. (laughs) You wouldn't hit somebody with glasses on, would you? (laughs) So, yeah. Um, You know, I won't that you guys have very valid thoughts by that. He was a huge asshole. I don't think he's as big of an asshole as you guys make him out to be from my own personal experience of being in the mind. But he's just a baby. I, he's just a big child man. How many the assholes think they're the assholes? I love the way all of your guys' mind works. I will use that against you guys one day. I'm looking forward <laughs> and to I will make my good people. That's I'm the best compliment keep, I've ever received. All of my, I'm trying to keep all of my deductions in the headset of I have a negative modifier to my wisdom. And I'm keeping every single assumption I have about everything within the bounds of subtracting one to it. Yeah, so Cecily um, just question. thinks this guy is, is there... a child. She just kind of pities him. What is the messaging system between the realms? Um, there is a transportation system that runs through Alona. It's kind of like a train. It, it's just a train. Um, so I can't just send the carrier pigeon to my sister? You can send a carrier pigeon. Can... They just have to ride the train. His name is Carrie. 
Do I have to like mailman the international the interregion travel? You see that every time you send a text message to your sister, he hands you a letter that says there may be international charges. Do you accept these charges? <laughs> yes. I, I'm gonna write a little region tax to send to her. Yeah, what are you writing to your sister? Uh just checking in. Made new friends. Uh one of them's a noble. Uh apparently people here nobles here get branded. Uh making sure everything's okay at home. Hope you're doing well. I cast magic the other day. Hope you have a wonderful day. Uh love your big brother. Oh. Oh. He's so cute. I just I just want to protect him at all costs. But yeah, so there's a train system that kind of, you know, like circles around Alona and then goes through each of the places. Can I like because I assume that we're about to like head out, right? Are we like prepping to leave? Are we, we like, should, making our we should probably start the, yeah. the storyline. Um. <laughs> uh, can I buy everybody? Can I buy everybody first class train tickets? How far we did we ever discuss how far away this location is? Uh, it's in Laxor, it's in Laxor so right? It's, you know, probably like a day. Let's let's start the Elliot's place. Okay, okay. It's my house, dude. <laughs> going to start house. Um, Noah, I, I have a question. I have Just, an uh, So being what I did for my occupation before I came here. Ah, um, yes. All above board. Do, of course. Um, did the people I worked with have any alternate means? Kind of like under the radar ways of moving between uh, the regions? You know, I think if you guys need to be stealthy, you kind of took beasts to get close to where you're needed to and then traveled by foot to stay quieter. Mm-hmm. Um, so mostly it was you guys operated in small groups. Okay. So mostly by beasts and then stuff like that. Yeah. Like we had our own little kind of paths mapped out. To yeah. So you have you definitely have passed through the forest if you wanted to travel silently once you got to Laxor. Okay. But yeah, you can buy first class train tickets as well, Amelia. Yeah, everybody's getting a first class train ticket, whether you use it or not. Uh, because the Victusolis don't travel with undesirables. Why is you taking us? <laughs> you know, I mean, if you if you ride with first class, you can just look like you have a unique sense of fashion. Maybe you're from, you know, maybe you're a tourist. Maybe it's haute couture, avant-garde. <laughs> exactly. Well, after that very emotional conversation, shall we move out? We have places to be, and we have a time limit. Yeah, if you guys leave now, you'll be pulling into the train station right around 9. And then from the coordinates, you can tell that the train station's about an hour hike to get there. Okay, we Nailed gotta it. get the fuck out the door. Come on, let's go. Right on time. It. Let's go. Uh, so you all head out. I'm assuming you go to your respective dorms, grab your stuff. How do you all prepare for yeah, this trip? I'm definitely trip? re-equipping my armor. Yeah, Cecily, uh, Cecily is going to go, and she's going to, she's going to put Pete on her windowsill because she carries that plant around with her, um, and she's going to, you know, put her hair out, put her put her armor on, grab her her mace and her shield and her spell components, and just she's grabbing a few extra spell components things that she hasn't had to grab before and she is nervous as all heck she's gonna look in the mirror just gonna (sighs) okay 
and run out the door and go to the next dorm room of whoever is going with them to see if they're ready. Sarthelion would want to stop by uh, the Alchemy Club. (laughs) Are they in there? Is the teacher in there? Teacher? No. Students? Also no. Albert? Triple no. No one's in there? No one's in there. Is it locked? Uh, (laughs) We're going to see if it's not. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Oh, you checked to see if it's locked? It's locked. Okay. We're going to see if it's not. (laughs) Thieves' tools are a dexterity check, correct? Yes, I believe so. Okay. And I have expertise in using thieves' tools. Of course you do. I will attempt to pick the lock on the door. With all your above-board stuff that you've been doing. Uh, Of course. Uh, I'll also obviously check to make sure that no one's around. Yeah, I, um, I'll add that into your thieves check. Um, that's a 15. A 15, you unlock the door and you look around and no one seems to be coming. Okay. Uh, I am going to, uh, first off, look for some health potions. Yes, you find three health potions because, you know, Albert's been working on those, those, uh, death to life ratio potions take them all and then is there any just uh like random potions around that i maybe don't know what they do because of course you have such a great track record with potions that you don't know what they do yes i like this roll me investigation i have three things that can happen here 10 10 yes 10 you okay for 10 you find a orangish reddish a vial that looks like it's kind of bubbling okay i like open it give it a sniff it immediately burns your nostril hairs the glass also feels warm to the touch yeah could come in handy i take it with me great and then i get out of there okay it's his fire potion <laughs> maybe um so we got it great um, so Pogo is going to take uh, pretty much everything he can and just kind of stuff it in his backpack in one go, very disorganized mess style. And then he's also going to write a quick little message to Petra to give her an update about what's going on. Oh, you also have like just eight birds sitting outside your door with messages from Petra. <laughs> oh, what did they say? What did they say? <laughs> they just are like, going to bed. Never mind, can't sleep. Thinking about the magic you told me about. Can't wait to see it in person. Uh, And I can't wait to see you in class tomorrow. Yeah, I forgot. You guys just went to a coffee shop. The chase happened. And it's still, like, maybe the afternoon. So I'll just be like, hey, crazy day. Uh, Mission went really well. We outran the cops a couple times. (laughs) Is it normal for your parents to brand you? Question mark. Gotcha. <laughs> Going to be out of town for a little bit. I'm not sure if the carrier pigeon will be able to find me. Uh, you and I'll say so. Since you sent good morning, you got a good morning text back or a tweet back. Yeah, it was like good morning with uh, a little emoji, which you don't know how the bird made the sound of an emoji, but it did. It no, it it, it, it just expresses with its face. You've never seen a bird quite smile, but it looked interesting. Uh, are these delivered by birds or the Aarakocra? I forget. Aarakocra. Sorry, bird okay. people. Aarakocras. His name yes. is Harry R. Pigeon. And it's just one guy. 
Yeah, it's just one guy until you send multiple text messages and there's eight of them he multiplies. <laughs> he reproduces. I would by say buddy. that's like the Shadow Clone Jutsu, Noah, but you wouldn't know what that is. Yeah. Oh! Don't bully me, you weeb. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, the tear below weeb. It's so sad. I don't want to be bullied no more. Great. So yeah, that's what you get. You send that off to Petra, say that you probably won't be able to get pigeons back. Sarthelion's done their thing. Cecily's done their thing. Amelia. Yeah, so um, Amelia gets all of her armor and things gathered up uh, to put on while they're in the train. It's kind of a long train ride. She actually, before she leaves, takes off all of her bandages. So her back is like somewhat visible, will be somewhat visible even with the armor on. Um, So she sort of just quietly does that before she leaves. Uh, Frederick is just going to ask if you need help, but... Other than that, he kind of just lets you do what you need to do quietly. Yeah, she she just sort of shakes him off um, and leaves. Uh, when you leave your room, you immediately hear a phone call come through. You just hear from the other side of the door. Hello, Mumsy. No, we're doing fine. I just went to go do a bakery this morning. <laughs> <laughs> she rubs her temples. And she just keeps on walking. Uh, yeah, and you the the phone call just kind of fades. And perfect. So y'all are now prepared and met up and are free to head towards the train station. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Okay. Uh, we're probably... Ooh. So I'm going to say you guys get your first class tickets with Amelia's way to get through everything. You're, it's all pretty smooth. They kind of like roll out a red carpet for the Victusolis and you walk onto the train and once you're on the train you see first class is not super crowded you kind of have to walk through the common people to get to the first class mm-hmm. stepping over them you know exactly and so as you're stepping over them you see a kid running through the aisles like back and you see his mom and dad yelling Sylvester get back here and he he kind of sprints down the aisle and he slams into the back of pogo he just goes i i'm sorry mister i i just wanted to show my parents how fast i could run uh pogo's gonna gonna help him back up and he was like you were super fast he goes thanks you want to see me you want to see me run yeah and he takes off again never to be seen again (laughs) just kidding he touches the door and he comes back and he goes wasn't that so fast he was like oh man I hope I'm big and tall like you one day. Just think how long, how when my legs are super long, how fast I can run. You, you would be super fast, I bet. He goes, I bet so. And he's is is every question. This is this is just an Aaron asking. Is everyone else just continuing to go to first class while Pogo is just left here, just chatting with a child? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Amelia is anyway. I don't know if Cecily would notice, but if she noticed, she would stop and wait for Pogo. Okay little kid he's just he's now staring up and he's like how where'd you get your axe from uh i i got it from glacial does it does it make you slower no okay yeah your robe do do you want to hold it yeah Uh, i give the child my no do not give a child a weapon and he tries to lift it up and he, he like gets it off the ground a little bit and he throws it over his shoulder and he starts stumbling back really fast and then he he, he writes himself oh yeah 
Uh, I think this one's a little too heavy for you right now, and then I'm going to give him a hand axe instead. No! Pogo! He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, man, this is perfect for me. I can run super fast. I can swing it super fast. He was like, but one day I'll be able to carry that axe too. He's like, you want to see something really cool? Yeah. And he goes, my mom and dad don't know I've been training with hand axes. And he turns around and he launches it at the door. <laughs> How crowded? How crowded is it in this common area? And the common area extremely crowded. So <laughs> he throws his axe. Glass shatters. This old lady who's just sitting with her cat starts rear and like starts running. And now the kid's like, uh, "Hey kid, you want to see something?" Yes. <laughs> and Pogo's going to run away as fast as he can. <laughs> how fast can Pogo run? I uh, thirty. So, uh, Sixty. This if he kid's dashes. running at the same. He catches up to you. And he's running the same speed. He's like, "Where are we going? Where, you got another hand axe for si- me to throw? I lost the other one. I'm really sorry about it. But like, do I see a sign for the uh, <laughs> the first class area? Yeah, you you see the the. I'm gonna grab the kid and just sprint into the first class area. <laughs> Kidnapping. This you kid. take the kid to the first class area. Yes. And you hear the mom and dad scream. And they're like, he's taking our child! And they start running after you trip over the cat. And the cat's running and you hear the old lady go, Mittens, no! And and chaos. And the little kid is just giggling in your arms. I I let the kid go. He goes, that was funny. If you if you ever get bored up here in the in the in the first class, you know, just come come back and you you can come back and sit with me at any time. What's your name, kid? Sylvester. Nice, nice to meet you. I'm Pogo, and I'm gonna fist bump him. And he fist bumps you back, and he runs off back to his parents, who are still who now have like you see him get up, and they just have cat scratches all over them. <laughs> uh, Pogo is just going to limp into the first class area and pretend like nothing happened. Pogo just committed three felonies. Cecily was, was like trying to reach Pogo to get the hack the axe out of this kid's hand, and then she just sees Pogo sprint past her. <laughs> <laughs> She's also just gonna go to the first class. She doesn't know. So how to Cecily fix and this. Amelia are just sitting on. The, they're just, we're just sitting on the train. Does the kid yeah, pick so you, up the hand axe on the train? Point? Do I? Does the kid go back and pick up the hand axe? No, it's, it's, out it's of outside of the train. <laughs> Glass shattered <laughs> out of the train. Consequences to your actions. You Pogo. you can hear the final, the final bit of commotion you hear as the doors start to shut. Is the parents going? You can't go out the window. We're moving. And Sylvester's like <laughs> trying to climb out the window to go get it. Oh my god! I can imagine thing. during. I can imagine during this commotion that Sir Thelly and Amelia have just like moved on to the first class section, and Amelia's <laughs> probably just been nagging him about like how to sit properly in a public space playing in like gently in the background yeah you just like cocktails we all paid for the same tickets why do we all have to look the same i don't i don't understand what you mean you just have to have decent posture in here otherwise they're gonna think that you're one of them and she kind of points the common door what one of them yes i am one of them as you say one of them, <laughs> Pogo anymore. and Cecily walk through the door. Cecily, by the way, is not concealing her weapon. She's got her, like, mace on her hip and her shield on her back, just, like, out, ready to go. Awesome. And look, if you travel with Evictus Solis, 
you may as well be treated as one of the family. Yeah. Cecily, you have to like, act like a noble. Cecily, like, plops like, herself exactly next to Sarthelion. Like, it puts her weapon on the floor and just, like, says, oh, is you that for everybody? And just, like, grabs, like, some complimentary something or other that's on the table and just kind of relaxes and sits back. If I get treated like one of the family, does that mean you have to brand me? <laughs> Very funny. That's only for special family members like myself or like Frederick. I feel like that's something we should all probably talk about. I don't, I think you're incorrect. Incorrect about which part? Talking about it? I'm not so great about the whole sharing feelings thing. Well, one of the maids is walking by at this point in a little push cart. Excuse me, could I just get like something really dry? Really dry? Yeah, like a, a drink that's just like really dry. And she just hands you an empty glass. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a wet and... drink. You are correct. <laughs> this is as uh, dry as it gets. Would you like ice with that dry drink? Amelia is just staring at this woman. <clears throat> My dear, I'll talk to the maid. She'll have a Chardonnay. Oh, wonderful. And she just goes, I will be right back. Do you guys have any else? Mm. Sorry, first day. Would any other of you like drinks? Oh, do you have, um, uh, can you just give me a real big stein of mead? Absolutely. Anything for our first class guests. Thank you, darling. Uh, uh, just water, please. Sure thing. I'm all right. Thank you. And she walks off. You see her stop at, like, there There are a couple other people here. Stop. But the only other one who, who stops her is uh, this guy. You see he kind of has his bows and arrows sitting on the seat with him. And he just orders a water as well. And she keeps moving on. Where is he relative to us? Are we in, like, how are we seated? Are we in, like, a, are we in, like, a Harry like a Harry Potter style cabin, like where we're like, it's like two seats across from like two seats and we're facing each other or like, it's two sheets and two seats, but it's not like the personal room. Okay. It's like almost like gold and red and you have the really comfortable seats and you're sitting face to face to each other. It's four wide and he's about three booths away on the left side. You guys are on the right side. Okay. Cecily's going to notice this guy and try and make friends. So she's going to wave and say, oh, hi there. Are you are you some sort of ranger? I see you've got I see you've got your bow and arrows. I, I personally use amaze myself. Um, it's, uh, my name's Cecily. It's nice to meet you. Amelia is so embarrassed. He goes, oh, yeah, I'm a ranger. All right. And he, well, that's he grabs his bow and arrow and he's like and he walks right over to you and he he just sits square on the floor. He goes, yeah, I've been I've been around hunting. I'm actually going on a hunting trip. You all look like you're ready for battle yourselves. Oh, yeah. We Well, we've got a little appointment set up. Um, uh, well, where, where are you headed? What are you? You're going hunting? Yeah, I'm going hunting. I, he's going. He goes, yeah, I'm heading to Laxor to go hunting. He goes, there's some mighty beasts out there. Things oh. you've never seen. Giant lizards. Rows of teeth. I What's stuck my name? hand in one one time. My name? Jack Isle. Lovely Jack- to meet you. And he's like, what's your name? What's your name, little miss? Oh, I- I'm Cecily, Cecily Belgriam. It's nice to meet you. Um, and this over here, and she's dragging everybody into it. This is Sarthelion. We don't have a last name for him quite yet. We will dig that out at a later date. Um, and then we have uh, Pogo Stardust right over here, the big boy. And then we've got our lovely Miss Amelia Victisolis, the prim and proper lady over there. Amelia holds out a hand. And he he takes it. He goes, oh, Miss Victisolis, I... Your name travels far and wide. And he, he kisses it. It is an honor to be in the presence of such <laughs> a noble. 
Thank you. Um, it is appreciated, but such formalities are not necessary. She starts crying, and just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> no one's kissing my hand. He sees your hand. Would you like me to kiss your hand too, mate? No, that's that's not what this was I got about. Enough kisses to go around. Uh, fine. Yeah, have I? He'll kisses. go raise his hand as well. <laughs> he takes both your hands, kisses them. He's like, "Have I ever told you the time that I wrestled an owlbear?" Well, you never told me anything before. This is the first time we ever met. Yeah, I know, but I just like to start off like that. So there was this <laughs> time I was wrestling this owlbear, and he had my whole arm stuck in his beak. And instead of pulling out like most people would, I just went further. And then I grabbed him by that little dangly thing in the back of your throat, and I reached in, and I grabbed it. You mean the uvula? spit my arm right out. Well, well, that's actually quite interesting. I also have had to wrestle an owlbear at one point, and she pulls out her sleeve, and she points to one of the runic tattoos. Um, and she says, I got this one because I was supposed to, you know, heal something that's trying to kill you. Um, I do, I, I, I do worship, uh, Graham, you know, the, the bringer of light, healer of things. So I, um, I, I was sent on this task to go heal something that would want to try and kill me. And so I, 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 I went into this cave where there was the owlbear that we had, that we had found in the woods that had been hurt and like went back to that cave. Um, and I walked right in and her babies were right there. And I knew that it, this might be my last day on earth. Um, and so she came up to me. She was, she was angry as a bear, you might say. And, uh, I, I just, you know, I, 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 I grabbed from below and I, and I, and I hooked my leg under and I put her on her side. Um, and I was able to get that, that big old thorn out. She only bit me a couple times. It was all right. Intimate. And he he does his eyes just go wide and he goes, Wow, that's amazing. And he goes, How how's the rest of your guys' combat prowess? Efficient. I I am a qualified magic caster. A lady never shares her secrets. And he he just kind of looks at Pogo, looks him up and down. He's like, I have a pretty good read on people, and uh I can tell. I can tell you're a magic user. And then he looks over at Amelia and he's like, You gonna you gonna finish that drink? Just pointing to the empty glass. Feel free. <laughs> Takes it and pretends like he's taking a shot. Sets it back down. He goes, oh, that's, that's mighty dry there. And I, with I would that, agree. Uh... Exactly how I ordered it. <laughs> and the waitress comes by. She drops off everyone's uh, drinks. And she just goes, sir, I, I will have to ask you to get back into your seat. And he just goes, oh, all right then. Uh, but he... And he he he's like, can you come talk to me for a second? And he walks away, and you hear him talking about. And he's like, it was a time I fought. I, well, I swear, was a dinosaur. And <laughs> as you hear him describe it more and more, it's just an emu type animal. It was like human sized bird. To be fair, that also sounds terrifying to have to fight something like that. Have you seen an emu? People have lost wars against emus. Yeah, there's an oh, entire war fought against emus. Real war in Australia. Uh, before he leaves, and he turns, he's like, "Don't he... you dare talk about the emu war." Before he leaves, Cecily just kind of like takes a little dragon and like slips it into his back pocket. And that's the second nat twenty I got on these new dice. You're welcome. <laughs> and he he looks back and he takes it out of his pocket. And he just winks at you. And he keeps talking about this story of this bird that nearly took out his eye. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? I like making new friends. Uh, yes, wonderful. See? 
Emilio, was he one of them? You know, he was very nice to me. Um, unlike how the rest of you have treated me for the past week, so I will let his unruly behavior slide. I'm so sorry. Did I hurt your feelings at some point? Pogo's really going to look sad at the at the idea that she feels like he didn't treat her well. Oh. Look, it's less you two and more this one, and she just points at Sarthalion. You know, I feel Sarthalian like that comes from a, from a deep distrustful nature in him. I don't think I would take it. I would take it too personally. Do not get our therapist on me, Cecily. Well, look, I, it's not therapy if I don't need a degree to see it, darling. Maybe you're not nearly as secretive as you look? I never claims to be secretive. I just don't talk much. What do you want to know? Go ahead. Ask a question. Any question. Well, where are you from? Do we each get a question? Just like three questions each or one question each? How's this working? I'll let you... All of you can ask one question. And I will decide if I want to answer it or not. Here we go. Bonding as teammates. Well, um, we know you're from... Have we have have we established that he's from where we're going to? I think he said something about it when we figured out we were going. I believe I mentioned I believe I mentioned at some point that I was from Laxor. Laxor. Yes. When when you first met Cecily. So she looks at him and she says, "Well, um, do you have any family, parents, siblings?" Uh I have family. Not quite as close as probably you all have, but we can call them that. Yes. See, everything that comes out of his mouth is a mystery. Sounds all... I didn't say I would go into detail. I just said I would answer your questions. Fair enough. What's your favorite activity? I like to write. Poker's going to open his notebook and write something down. Well, that's something we have in common. What do you write about? Pretty much anything. Um, People I meet. uh, I write poems a lot of the time. Um, You know, I... It's really people that I get inspired by, but, um, you know, sometimes it's just my thoughts and introspective things. Life in general. Yeah. Sometimes I write to someone. Sometimes I don't write to anybody. Emilia, anything? Emilia crosses her legs and she has this very smug smile on her face because she sort of figured out the game with these questions. And she says, how can you give yourself to a cause? Without losing yourself. You can't. (laughs) She nods and she says, That is all I need to know about you. Is that like some question you ask somebody to know everything about them? It is. Well, then what's your answer? Hmm? Your answer to that question. This is a fun game. I think we should be doing this with everybody. Yeah. So we all get to ask Emilio. <laughs> no one wants us to progress so bad. <laughs> no, I, I. This is so funny. I love it. So, I'm Amelia, like... <laughs> well, you asked Sarthalian. It's only fair that you answer yourself, especially since this is the big question you ask everybody to know everything about them. So, Amelia, how can you give yourself to a cause without losing yourself? My cause is my reason for being. It is myself. You know, I think that's something we have in common. And Amelia just nods and she's like, see, it tells you everything you uh, need to know about me. I, I don't... Except what's the causes. Why so nosy? <laughs> I, Pogo's going to raise his hand and just wait for a chance. Yes, of Pogo. course, Pogo, interrupt us. Um, I, I don't know a, 
a lot of things about a lot of things, but I feel like those are some really unhealthy mindsets. <laughs> well, if you if you adhere yourself to a cause, it's going to become a part of you whether you like it or not. If you are passionate enough about it, it kind of becomes a part I, of I, you. I, I, I agree with that to a certain point, but like, you, you, you all are your own people. You realize that, right? You're not just your causes. You're not just like an extension of the will of something else. I'm very glad you were given that choice, Poco. It's your cause not to magic and become a proficient wizard. I, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. You were drinking your dry liquid. <laughs> is, is your cause? Is your cause not to? learn magic and become a proficient wizard. I mean, I wouldn't call it, it wouldn't be my cause. It's it's a goal I'm working towards. I I want to I want to make something. I want to make the world a better place. Uh my my family invented the teleportation circle. My my sister is a certified genius who's doing complex magical arrays that I can't even understand. My mom detects disasters before decades before they even happen, allowing people to prepare. I, I just want to contribute a little bit to that, you know? I wouldn't call it a cause. It's just a goal I'm just walking towards. I think your explanation has inadvertently agreed with my statement towards you, whether you realize it or not. My head's hurting a lot from this, not going to lie. <laughs> Here, Pogo, have a drink. And she, like, pulls the meat over to him. He's just going to chug it. And as you chug it, you feel the train start to slow down. And the lush greens of Laxor fill the windows. You were so engrossed in this conversation, you didn't even feel the transition from leaving Alona to heading towards Laxor. And it pulls into this little stop. See, it's, it's surrounded by... It's a little town, and then there's trees outside of the town. The train comes to a stop. Jack Isle gets up first. He walks over to the table and he goes, Well, it was great meeting y'all adventurers. Uh, I wish you best. You know, there's not, don't meet many interesting people out here. I'd say, you know, sometimes fate's pretty funny like that. Even a little bit of destiny sometimes. And he kind of like knocks on the table and he's like, good luck in your endeavors. He throws his bow over his shoulder, the slings over his shoulder, and he heads out. Well, he was a very nice man, and uh, I believe we have a time crunch, so we should get going. I agree. Um, who exactly will be leading us to the coordinates? I didn't look at the map. Sarfelian, you know this area better than any of us. Yes, and I have a, uh, I have a pass we can take to cut down some time. Great. So yeah, you you can see it's starting to get a little dark. Not not crazy. The sun's starting to set. Sarfelian, as you look at this map, you you do have paths that take you nearby, but you. You see that none of the paths lead directly to these coordinates. But you remember on that letter, it talked about a temple. Um, so then I would have us follow the path that got us closest to it. And then when we need to divert towards the coordinates, we would just go off the, the beaten path towards where it is. Great. I'd say you probably just could do that. You know this place. So you you all head into... You, you dip out from the forest. You've been following this little trail. You guys notice that it's it's a trail that is well hidden. But once, if you know what you're looking for, it is very well put together. Professionally done, even. And then once you dip off out of the trail towards where the coordinates head, 
you are in thick underbrush and are like having to step over logs, but you can hear the sounds of the night animals starting to come out, birds chirping in trees and a slight breeze rushing through the trees. And as you trek through this forest, you start to see a temple appear. It looks very run down. It's, it's made of rock and has moss and lichen crawling up the sides. And two statues stand out front. What do these statues look like? What are they? These statues, you can tell that they are, they are falling apart. So the head is gone. One is missing a limb. One is like missing a leg and just chunks of it. But you can tell it depicts a portly man. Can I make a religion check? You can. Um, I would like to use one of Pogo's abilities. Which one? Uh, magical awareness. So he's just going to kind of just smell the air and just try to feel the magic around him. I got a 17. Okay. You don't recognize this god. But I know it's a god. You know that this is a religious temple just based off of knowing how religious temples are built. That's unsettling. I don't know or that a shrine. One. I know all of them, and I don't know that one. Noah. Yes. Given what you know about Amelia and her background, could I potentially do a history check? Oh, that's so interesting. Why do you have to subvert all of my plans? I'm so sorry. We also got to see what Pogo saw with the uh, magical awareness thingy. Uh, as an action, you open your awareness to the presence of concentrated magic. At, at the end of your next turn, you know the location of any spell, magic item within 60 feet of you that isn't behind total cover. When you sense a spell, you learn what school of magic it belongs to. So basically, it's a detect magic. Can't you even can't you tell if it's like consecrated or desecrated as well? Uh, n that's a that's a paladin thing. Oh, I think this yeah. is just I just detect magic. Mm. Uh, Amelia, yes, roll history because you have some knowledge that other people don't. I will say it's pretty high because you're what we know. You're aligned to something else, but you may mm -hmm. have heard rumors about this one. And then Pogo, the magic you kind of feel magic coming from the temple i i don't think it's quite along the lines of what yours thing is it's just an innate magic but i'll say it kind of works for now until i can have a better understanding so i'm i'm getting a feel of some type of magic just emanating from the like like i'm smelling yeah there, there's no air, spell technically but it's the mana in the air is thick right um cecily's gonna hold out her arm and say remember i'm supposed to be going alone we don't want to have anyone suspect anything they might already so we have to have a plan maybe i go in the front entrance and y'all come around the back or flank the sides i don't know uh we only really have one stealthy guy here so i'm, I'm quite worried about that but i i still would like to at least make them think that i've come alone so that i can get as much information as possible they might they might run if they see that i've brought three other people Guess what I rolled? Is it a natural 20? It is. I posted it. So with a 20, a natural 20, you would have heard rumors about, or you would know that there were gods that went alongside the seven major, and then you have the sun and moon. And this one that is in front of you at this temple you know, because he is the only one that has this type of body type. And it is, it's Nayute, the god of feast. Um, Emilia 
is kind of, she's been staring at it for a minute, and she turns to everyone and she's like, This is Nayute. And what does that mean? He's the god of feasts. People don't really know about him anymore, but... That fits for Jeff, but why would they... I swear to God, if this is some elaborate prank for a date, I'm gonna hit him. I'm gonna hit him hard. Um, can you guys just keep an eye out? I'm I'm gonna go alone, like they wanted me to. We need a signal, at least. Noah, how long has it been... How long has it been since we broke into the school? So you guys broke into the school pretty early in the morning. So we'll say like 9 a.m. And we're reaching right about 10 p.m. Okay. I have fairy fire. I can cast that. If anything goes wrong, you'll see the light and you'll know. I have something. We've done this before. Oh, the head talking and, thing. And I'll uh, I'll say, uh, if anything goes wrong, just say something. Thank you. I've got it. And I have to roll a d6. It lasts for three hours. Okay. Um. So I guess, I guess y'all stay out here. Maybe flank the sides. Maybe find a, another entrance. Um. I'm gonna go. Wish me luck. And she is gonna step off into the temple. Is this like stairs that go up, like into a temple? Stairs that go up. Yeah. Say twenty stairs, like two stories. Is there any window, windows or anything that we could, like, potentially climb up to and look in? Uh, yeah, so you can kind of, like, the, not an arrow slit, but just, like, kind of stone openings. And this thing's kind of falling apart, so you could technically over, look over the roof. The roof, like, just has holes in it, so, like, there's... Cecily, once you start walking in, you see patches of light shining in. You guys... If you wanted to climb up to a window, you could. They're pretty steep, so it'll be a check to see you don't fall down. Oh my god, Noah. Do you know what, what? I think this is? What do you think it is? Do you know how he acts? He asked her out for steak when there was a fake scene and a victim and a stage scene. And now there was a scene and we're at the temple for the god of feasts with that person she was supposed to go on the date with. It could just be, like, very, very insane irony. Very insane irony. All right, she's going to... That's what's going on in her head, and she's going to walk up. She's just, just mumbling under breath. I swear to God, if this is his idea of a romance... I'm going to the time, roof. I'm going to hit... Uh, po can Pogo give him a boost up to make it easier? Yeah. So you like guys just are hearing launch. the mumbling in your head, because that's what she's thinking. She's like, I swear to God, if this was his idea of being cute, scaring the bejesus out of me, scaring the bagriam out of me, and, 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 oh my God, I'm, I'm just going to be so mad. And she, she just walks into the temple. So Aaron, I need an athletics check. Sarthelion, I need one as well, but with advantage. Okay. Athletics. Oh no. <laughs> Not the athletics. 21. Okay. Amelia, oh, what was you uh, I'm just waiting for like, another outside entrance. Okay. You don't find another outside entrance. It's just you can see the one entrance and then... Uh, if you wanted to go all the way in the back, you kind of see there's a back corner where the wall had fallen down. I'll, uh, I'll post up near that. Okay. So, Ithalian, what did you roll? 16. One six. One six. Uh, okay, so you make it to the roof. Pogo, you are at one of the windows. How high am I off the ground? Uh, you're about 40 feet off the ground. Okay. So if you fall, it's going to hurt. Yeah. That's that's why you roll. Tuck and roll. Hope yeah, you that's why you always tuck and roll no matter what. And then Amelia, you can, uh, 
you can kind of make it to the back. I'll just need an athletics check to see if you can get up the steep wall and make it to the falling down. Okay. I'm pretty good at those. That's a 14. 14, you make it. Okay. Cecily, you walk into the temple and these pools of light shining down. You can kind of see now that you're inside, you see all the statues are also that like kind of line the walls are starting to fall apart, but of the same portly man. Um, every once in a while, you can get a little bit more that he's wearing a robe. He has sandals. He has a large club that looks like a chicken, uh, like a drumstick. And you keep walking in. There's depictions of food on the wall. And you see rats running around because you almost as if you startle them, they're running. And there's just bones all around. Well, that scratches the date idea. I was really hoping I would just have to call someone stupid. And she's, she's going to continue. Um, she's actually going to examine the bones and see if she can tell what kind of creature they came from. Okay. And can that be... An investigation. Investigation, okay. Um, so that's going to be a seven. She's not rolling very well tonight. Oh, a seven. Okay. Um, there are so many of them that you can't quite make out which any would be. They look to be smaller, though. So, like, not humanoids? Probably not humanoids. Mostly mostly small. All right. I'm settling. She's going to say... Can any two. of us make checks to see what we see? Or God? She's, she's just going to... She's just going to message... This is a little unsettling, but I'm all right so far. Pogo does not hear any of this. No, Pogo does not. Pogo's just um, waiting. <laughs> you can roll perception checks. Because I imagine a ruined, like, temple would have, like, holes in the roof to look through and cracks in the yeah, wall. Yeah, that's where the pools of light are coming through. Okay. You just see an L-shaped... Like pools of moonlight. Like, little little L-shaped yeah. shadow in the pool of light. Yeah, so right over you each time you see the little L-shaped shadow. Uh, Amelia, you, uh, like, scuffed your boot pretty bad, so you're just, like, trying to fix that up. Ouchie, I'm also... I don't have any Ooh. dark vision, so if it's dark... <laughs> oh, you don't even have dark vision. So I'm only human, Everything looks black, <laughs> except for the moon, like, the the pools of moonlight that are coming through that you can see and every once in a while you do see Sarthelion's shadow head poke out. I got a 21. Uh, okay. Poco got 17. And Cecily, what'd you get? Uh, a 7. Oh, do I roll again? Yes, perception. 7 on the investigation of the bones and a and a 15 perception. Okay. Uh, so those, all three of you kind of see a shadowy figure sitting at the altar and Amelia you do not but what do you all do now that you you see that you are not alone who are you I've come alone like you wanted and as soon as you said that you come alone and the step he takes a step out and lowers the hood and it's not a face that you've seen before it is an old balding man just standing there so yeah, you see an old balding man in kind of in what looks almost like a bathrobe. So he's in this orange bathrobe and this balding man steps out into the light. It's like, oh, you've come alone, have you? She's got her mace out and That's her shield That's interesting. Because I felt four different presences enter my temple. Well, if someone followed me through the woods, I have 
no idea. I mean, I, I've heard there are thieves guilds around here, I, and I'm pretty shiny, I guess. I, I'm I'm just confused. What do you want? And she's going to roll deception. <laughs> she's got a minus one to charisma, so let's see how this works out. You, yeah, you can roll it. That's a 12. And he closes his eyes, and you see him take a deep breath through his nose. Well, the prize was you, dear. A little golden child. I did not expect these others. But I bet their parents would pay a pretty penny. Isn't that right? Pogo Stardust and Amelia Victasolis. I don't know. So far about what I've heard about Pogo's parents, I don't think they might pay much for him. I'm sorry, Pogo. <laughs> How far away is this guy from the window? Probably a good 60 feet. And... He goes, I don't recognize the fourth one. Ah, Sarthelion. I throw a knife. <laughs> you throw a knife? I throw one. I throw one of my I throw one of my cyanides knives at him. Oh, <laughs> go goes, for it. Sarthelion, do not I, do not do I have sneak do I have sneak attack with it? Uh, no, he knows where you uh you're hmm. I would How say I'm sneak attack working in really quick. You have to be within five feet of okay, him. Okay, so no, I'm that. not within Other than that, it's like it's if I have advantage some way, then sneak attack can go off. Or if an ally is next, adjacent to them within five feet. Within yeah, five feet. I don't think Cecily's up to five feet quite Because I didn't know, because I obviously would have been trying to hide, like, while I was up there, if it's too obvious, because my fucking fat noggin's poking <laughs> out through the light. It's a little elf um, noggin. Just little elf it's, shape. It's more that... It's, it's the ears. It's the ears. <laughs> it's more that this creature has pinned where all of you are. Would he expect like an incorporeal knife to be coming at him though <laughs> no you can roll you can roll for it for sure okay. gonna message her to I'll, hold I'll... off because she wants more information i, I kind of already threw the knife that's yeah fair, i was like i think the knife's already been thrown yeah that's a that's a after the knife oh, yeah okay. that's fine okay. pogo hasn't thrown anything yet but he definitely hands a hand on his javelin okay um wait did amelia also hear that he like knows where we are can we just all hear this <laughs> in and he's not being quiet about it. He's he's making it known that he knows where each of you are. Uh, I rolled a 10 to hit him. Okay, so you see the psionic knife fly through the air, and he just kind of bats his hand, and it just, just misses. And he goes, Sarthelion, Sarthelion, Sarthelion. I don't think I would get much for you, so. And he is going to cast... He's going to cast Firebolt and aim it at the ceiling. Can she I says, throw my javelin as he's casting please. aggressive spell at my friend? She she says, she she messages, I'm going to try something, one second. Pogo's not in. You can't message chat. to Pogo. She can't message to Pogo. She's going to message. Brain empty. She's going to say, wait, wait, let me try something. Let me try something. And she is going to put her weapons on the ground. And she says, you can take me. I'll go quietly. Just leave them alone. And she's going to start slowly walking towards him. Um, if I had been running towards this direction this whole time, about how close would I be proximity-wise right now? You probably are within 20 feet because you came through the back entrance, which was near the altar. Okay. Um, if I run while Cecily's approaching him, can I just run up behind him and, like, divine smite him, maybe, as a treat? <laughs> Okay, so he's kicking this guy's ass. <laughs> I want okay, lore, so... guys. <laughs> what? I want lore. 
I want attacked, blood. <laughs> uh, he threatened. He threatened us and attacked us. We got to kill him now. I don't well, okay, make the rules. Okay, so did so poke? Did you throw a javelin? Yes. Okay, then the firebolt does go off. Well, I threw the I threw it because there was a firebolt. Right, but then Cecily was trying to get everyone to stop. So I was. But I'm not in the group chat. <laughs> so okay, I you're right. Know. So firebolt goes off. Um, do I add anything to firebolt? I'm trying to figure that out. It's uh, a spell attack modifier mod. plus proficiency. Yeah. Do I got like three quarters cover or something? Hey, Unless it's ha- like does, a wizard thing. Does a nineteen or hit? Like... Does a nineteen hit? Is he not? Do in you cover? think a nineteen hits? No, he would have half cover. I think that's fair. This is like plus something to his AC. It, this is going to be what, plus thirty. <laughs> that's fine. If he's in cover, I'll just roll a different thing. Like I'll still be firebolt, but it may be worse. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what half cover. Okay, so if I have half cover, it's two bonus to my AC, which it still hits. Okay, I was like, "What's your AC?" Fourteen. Fourteen. And three quarters cover does what? Three quarters cover is plus five, which it would still hit. <laughs> well, so Sarthalian, you see him go, and he goes, "I don't think I'll get a coin. I don't get. I don't think I'll get much for you." And shoots a firebolt off. And you feel the flame hit you square in the chest. Uh, Pogo, please roll your javelin. And Amelia. Uh, can I also bonus action rage? Or are we not in initiative yet for that? We are technically not in initiative because I'm going to try to end this at initiative. Everyone keeps doing things. I really want okay. more. <laughs> I rolled a two if that helps. Okay. Uh, so the javelin misses. Amelia, are you running up? Um, Amelia doesn't take orders from anybody. I did just roll the hit. I am gonna post it again. Well, I'm going to. Ooh, this is this is a tough one because I. I don't think he, I'm gonna kill him. No, but he was going to do something as you were running up to him. And since we're not an in initiative, it gets hard for me to know when and what I can use. You you tell us, Noah. Well, You're he the used a cantrip. And he was going to use a spell when they were running up on him. What's the spell? Uh, hold person. Because I did just roll a second nat 20. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like I have to, to respect uh... the nat 20. So, okay. So here, here's here's the thing. You can, you can do that. But the chance for lore diminishes please, by a lot. Please. <laughs> I will leave it up to I you. Promise? With a natural twenty, you can hit him, but he will most likely not be in a talking mood afterwards. Uh, I was supposed to know. I things. won't kill him. Probably, uh, depending on how many hit points he has. I mean, he, he's a pretty beefy, beefy boy. That was um, so. I double my smite damage as well. Yep. Double all dice. All dice you roll, you double it. All right. So that's eighteen plus thirteen. Um, eighteen plus thirteen okay. is thirty-one. This is fine. This is fine. This is fine. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Yeah. Noah um, only wrote nine pages of lore for us today. Well, no, I can still get the a... lore to you somehow. But yeah, we were gonna find some stuff it's out about Cecily, but I guess damage. I guess I guess we can just go right into the fight. That's cool. <laughs> nope, that's did you fine. add your Did you add your strength mod to that too? Uh, yes. That that's everything. How much was it? Oh, also, it was 31 total damage. Also, I have Slasher, um, so it is grievously wounded now. At the start of my next turn, it has disadvantage on all of its attack rolls. 
Um, and also its speed is reduced by 10 feet at okay. the start of my next turn. So you hit him with the smite and it digs into his shoulder. He grabs it by the hilt. You can see that you have like done significant damage. He grabs it. He, without turning to you, eyes still on Cecily, he just goes, you insufferable wench. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay, cool. That is gonna be, say, 14. Okay. So the spell casting ability, the spell save is 15. Okay. And so with that, you feel your body freeze in place. The axe still dug into his shoulder with his hand on it to stop it from going much further down. But he has taken significant damage. And I will need everyone to roll initiative. Welcome to the end of episode five of the Minds Never Matter podcast. I am Noah Bryan, your GM, joined by Anna Williams as Amelia Victisolis, Aaron Owens as Pogo Stardust, Taylor Murchie as Cecily Belgrion, and Nick Tevanis as Sarthelian Gray. We truly cannot thank you enough for joining us on this adventure and sticking with us through this little hiatus we've taken. Hopefully we'll be back on a normal release schedule. And once again, I really cannot thank you enough for your support. See you soon for episode six. Oh. Wait, hold on. Mm. Hold on. I may have to retcon something. <laughs> you can't retcon no, that. You can't, I am. I am. Bad. I edited you. What do you mean? <laughs>